Welcome to Parenting Your Sensitive Child. Parenting a highly sensitive child can feel overwhelming, and all the parenting books in the world can only get you so far if your head and your heart are out of alignment with your child's. I'm your host, Julia McGarry. Let's create a new parenting paradigm. Hey parents, it is so good to be back after a little vacation last week. I missed y'all. I went to Arkansas to hang out on Lake Washita with some good friends and it was everything I hoped it would be despite all sorts of obstacles we encountered between arriving in Arkansas and actually setting foot on the houseboat that we rented for the weekend. So I flew into Arkansas, met up with a friend of a friend that I'd never met before, and shared a lift with her to Hot Springs. Meanwhile, my good friend was driving in from Houston with another friend. They were running a little bit behind and planning to meet us in Hot Springs, okay? This is just just the tip of the iceberg with um, the challenges that we met and moved through on our way to the boat. So they were running a little bit behind. We were planning on them arriving with plenty of time for us to go and soak in the spring-fed hot tub at our hotel before it closed at 11. So we went out to dinner. We were hanging out. We casually explored the main street in town and found the Ohio Club, which if you know nothing about hot springs, you have to look this up. Turns out the Ohio Club was one of the main hangouts for Al Capone when he was visiting Hot Springs. And all those guys back in the 1920s, they all used to hang out in Hot Springs. So there was this big chunk of history just sitting there waiting for us to discover. So we're hanging out in Hot Springs waiting for them to get there and we get a call. Turns out they were about eight miles outside of town and hit a deer. And this accident just set off a series of events that we had to move through before we could get to the boat. Like, did you know that there's currently a rental car shortage in the United States? I didn't. I do now. Anyway, it all worked out. We got to sit in the hot tub as they drained it for the night. And we did get a rental car. We ended up getting an Audi SUV. We made it out to the lake a little bit later than anticipated, but we had the most amazing, joyful, connected weekend. It was fantastic. Now, that's not really what this podcast episode is about, just kind of laying the foundation there. And now I want to just fast forward a little bit to my journey home, in which I witnessed a truly heartbreaking moment between a father and a son. Okay, I wanna give you a trigger warning here so that you can skip ahead in a minute or two if you need to, because it was 100% a verbally abusive situation bordering on physical abuse, and it had me shaking because there really wasn't anything I could do that wouldn't have escalated the entire situation. But, I can come here and talk to you all 
about punishments and consequences and how vital it is for us as parents to learn to override our urges to impose either one on our children. Okay, so first let me give you a quick rundown on what happened. Now is the time to skip ahead if you need to. I give it a minute or so. Okay, as our flight was preparing to take off, a little boy a few rows ahead of me was crying. I couldn't see him, but I could see his dad. I could see the belt in his hand. I could hear him say, if you do anything other than what I want you to do, I'm going to pop you. And I could hear him saying, shut your mouth. You're not a baby. Shut your mouth now. Are you a boy or a girl? You're a boy. Stop crying like a girl. And I could hear him say, if you don't stop it, we're going to the bathroom, me and you. It was really threatening, really intimidating, and really heartbreaking. I think I don't really need to go into any more detail about the specifics of what happened there, but I do want to say that I did have compassion for that dad. See, I've been working with parents long enough to recognize the level of stress that dad was experiencing and how powerfully he wanted to change the situation he found himself in. I could see that he was leaning hard on what he thought was going to work. And I could see it blowing up in his face. See, this dad thought his son was crying to get his way. The little boy wanted to watch something on his dad's phone or maybe his mom's phone. He wanted a phone in his hand. And his dad wouldn't let him do that. And while he might have been crying because he couldn't have a phone at first, and that might have been how this all started, his dad's overblown reaction sent a wave of fear through this little boy. And after a few minutes, the boy's tears were about how scary his dad's words and actions were. Not about a stupid fucking phone, okay? <laughs> that, that right there is one of my biggest issues with any form of parent-imposed consequences, including timeouts. They rob you, as the adult in the situation, of the opportunity to understand your child's struggle. They also rob you of the opportunity to coach your child through the struggle. And for them, it's a missed opportunity to build their own emotional intelligence. It's usually at this point in conversation that people start to ask me, yeah, but don't they need consequences? Kids need consequences, right? And my answer is usually yes, but not how you're thinking. Kids need us to be really clear with our own personal boundaries and how we will respond if these are violated. For example, you could say, I don't like being hit. If you're trying to hit me, I'm going to move over here. It's very clear, and it's not about what you're going to do to your child. It's about how you're going to take care of yourself. Kids also need us to be really clear 
about our expectations. For example, I expect you to be kind to your friends. If that starts to feel hard for you, if I see that you're having a hard time with that, that tells me you need some help and I'll help you figure it out. They also need us to be consistent and to hold space for their emotions. So in this situation on the airplane, it could have been as simple as dad saying, it's late and I wanna give you a chance to sleep. So my phone is off for this flight. And then when protests ensued, I hear you. You really wanted to use my phone. It makes sense for you to feel frustrated and I'm here for you if you need me to hold you. That response would have validated the child's experience and given him the opportunity to regulate himself by accessing dad's steady, compassionate, regulated energy. Our kids, they learn to regulate themselves by being around us when we're regulated. I would absolutely make learning to regulate yourself, to calm yourself down and then respond instead of react, a higher priority than coming up with appropriate consequences for misbehavior. Actually, I'd take that second one off your list entirely. The more you can see behavior as communication, the better off you're going to be and the better off your child is going to be. Now, I really want to be clear here. I want to be perfectly clear. If you identify with the dad in this story, nothing has gone wrong. You are a human and you have human reactions. We react to the things our parents did until we do the work of creating a new automatic response for ourselves, until we learn to do things differently. We lean on the parenting strategies we experienced firsthand until we discover another path forward. If you are ready to do both of those things, I'm your coach. The podcast will always be here for you, but if you're ready to take this work to the next level, I've got three spots opening up in October. You can head over to my website to claim yours. Just click on the tab that says coaching at partneredpath.com and we'll get started. I'm sending you all so much love. I hope you have a great rest of your week and I will catch you in the next episode. Listen, if you are enjoying this podcast, I'd appreciate it if you'd take a few minutes to leave a review. It'll help other parents find the podcast, and more importantly, it'll help more grown-ups see their kids' sensitivity as the strength it truly is.